is the Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Where, oh, where is Le'Veon Bell? I know where he's not. The UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. He didn't show up today. He didn't show up Monday. He didn't show up Tuesday. He's not playing on Sunday. When will he come back? I don't know. No one knows. And that's the problem. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids... Tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. I say we don't know when Le'Veon Bell is showing up, and we don't because Le'Veon didn't tell the Steelers what his plan is. I think he should have. I actually understand where he's coming from other than that. His agent join Sirius XM Radio today. Let's play a little game called We'll Read Between the Lines. What is your plan moving forward then? Because you can't work out a long-term deal. And if if he's not going to be there for each of the 16 games this season, there, there's going to be money that's left on the table. So what is the plan moving forward for Le'Veon Bell? I'll answer that question with a question. Because you know very well uh, you know Brady and Bruce, and I'm not obviously going to discuss our plan publicly, but I'll answer the question or or attempt to with a question. What would the goal, you're Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, and you possibly have a a once-in-a-generation player for one more season. What would your plan be? Well, I can understand that from the team's perspective. I would try to... What would you do... I would use with that as hypothetical much, player. I would use use them as much as possible to make sure that we have the best possible chance of, of winning that Super Bowl. And obviously, him okay. touching the football, running and catching, is big. But that doesn't answer the question of what you guys are. What's your plan moving forward? Oh, I mean, I think if you know, you can read in between those lines. Is this for the entire season, though, or just up until Week Ten? When we find out, I think Mike Tomlin said it best yesterday. He'll get there when he's there, and and we'll address those issues when he arrives. So, so just, and, and Adisa, I, I want to kind of sum up because we're going to run out of time in a minute, but it sounds like you're saying in an effort to protect himself for real free agency, he's going to limit the time with the Steelers. You said, I'll ask you a question with a question, so we'll read between the lines. You joined us over the summer and said the plan was the same as last year. Do you mind me asking you what's changed, other than maybe no, that no. mindset? No, I said no. Uh, again, if memory serves me, I said Le'Veon had that as every intention to make this the best season of his career. That has not changed. That's his intention, to make this the best statistical season of his career. Well, again, you know, with all due respect to Disa, my question to you was, will the plan be the same? And you, your response was, barring something unexceptional, yes. This is a different plan, is it not? Well, then there you go. We had something exceptional to occur. Now, we read between the lines. Where Adisa says, if you're Kevin Colbert or you're Mike Tomlin, what would you do? And we all know what he's getting at there. It's Le'Veon Bell does not want to get run into the ground. Le'Veon Bell does not want to get hurt. Le'Veon Bell wants to make as much money on the open market as humanly possible. 
next year. That I actually agree with. If I'm Le'Veon Bell and I'm in the same circumstance, the more I've thought about it, the more it makes sense to me. Six games as opposed to 16, there's a much less chance, I think, of me getting hurt. There's a much less chance of me accruing brain injuries. There's a much much less chance of me suffering concussions. Now, it can happen in any of the final six games of the season, but the wear and tear of the running back position is the reason why running backs usually flame out around the age of 30. So I get where Le'Veon Bell's coming from that standpoint. Bell had over 400 touches last year, most in the league, and most in since 2009 by my count. This was with limited touches at the beginning of last year, so he could only assume he's going to touch the ball more than what he did last year. I get what Le'Veon Bell is trying to do. Here's where he loses me. When you have his agent say, oh, he wants to have the best season of his career. He wants to prove how good of a running back he is. You can't prove yourself if you don't play. And if it's game 11 of the National Football League season... And Le'Veon Bell lights it up. That doesn't mean he's going to light it up week one the next year. If Le'Veon Bell's fresh and everybody else is not fresh, that doesn't exactly make me think, okay, this guy's great. Oh, this guy's tremendous. No, it makes me think he's fresh and they're not. Now, maybe that's part of it. Maybe his yards per carry go up. Maybe his yards per touch go up. Maybe all of his statistics look better on a game-by-game basis. Maybe that's what he's looking for. But I want to see how Le'Veon Bell handles the workload of an entire season if I'm another franchise. That's what I need from Le'Veon Bell. A couple years ago, he had 2,200 yards. Last year, he had 1,900 yards. I want to make sure it's not going down to 1,600 this year. I want to make sure that the All-Pro back is still the All-Pro back and not a former All-Pro who's declining over the course of his career. Last year, he was great. Two years ago, it was the best I've ever seen. Does this year mean he's just good? I don't know that if I'm another team. But I see where Le'Veon Bell's coming from there. Here's what I don't like the most out of any of this. The Steelers are trying to get past all the distractions. Kevin Colbert said, we are not a distracted football team. Well, now you are. Let's say Ben keeps his foot out of his mouth this year. Let's say Antonio Brown stops flipping over Gatorade coolers. Let's say the Steelers ignore the anthem controversy instead of getting caught up all in the middle of it. Let's say the Steelers don't start looking ahead to the New England Patriots in week five. Let's say the Steelers avoid all those distractions. They can't avoid this. And what I don't like is that Le'Veon Bell didn't have the courtesy, didn't have the decency to tell his team that he's not going to show up till Week 10, if that is, in fact, when he's going to show up. And therein lies the question, right? When the hell is he going to show up? He didn't tell them. We don't know. The agent's been vague about it. We don't know. I can assume it's not going to be until Week 11, Week 10. But I'm not sure. Which leads to this. When I go down to the Steelers' locker room and I talk to whomever, and I say, hey, man, you expecting Le'Veon Bell today? They're going to want to punch me in the face. And that's going to happen on Monday next week, Tuesday next week, Wednesday next week, Thursday next week, Friday next week, all the way up until game time. Is Le'Veon Bell going to show up? That's a distraction. And because we don't know if it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, or ten weeks, 
These players are going to get asked about it every week. It is a distraction, and you know what? It's going to grate on them. Tim Benz was in the locker room. He'll join us today at 6 o'clock here on the Crowley Show. He talked to Marquise Pouncey, who had this to say, quote, Honestly, it's a little selfish. I'm kind of pissed right now. It sucks that he's not here. We'll move on as a team. It doesn't look like he'll be in the game plan at this point. Connor looks great. We'll worry about him in week two. Okay, that's not that bad, but he progresses. He said, at this point, go ahead and miss 10 games. And then he kept going. Obviously, it's Le'Veon over the Steelers, and we are the Steelers. At this point, it's bigger than business. Now that it's game time and you have $14 million looming out there and your team really needs you here, pauses. At this point, we have Connor. I have been on Team Le'Veon from a financial standpoint from the beginning. I am always team worker and not team establishment. But Marquise Pouncey is not part of the establishment. Ben Roethlisberger is not part of the establishment. If you want to stick it to the Steelers' front office, you want to stick it to Kevin Colbert, you want to stick it to the man, Dan Rooney, uh, okay, fine. I I guess I can get behind it a little bit. A little bit. I happen to like those guys. I happen to think they do a really good job. I don't look at them as the man. But if he wants to, that's okay. You can't look at Ben Roethlisberger as the man. You can't look at your offensive linemen as the man. You owe it to them, to your brothers, to your teammates, to tell them, guys, I'm not going to be here till week 10. You owe it to them to make it easier on them, Lev. You owe it to them so that they don't have to answer questions from jackasses like me and Tim Benz from now until the end of time. You owe it to them. This isn't about the Steelers. This is about your friends, your teammates. Tell them. Give them a courtesy. Give them a heads up. And he doesn't. The Steelers want to win a Super Bowl. Marquise Pouncey wants to win a Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger's career is circling the drain right now. Eventually, it's going to flush. He wants to win a Super Bowl before it does. And the best chance for that to happen is for Le'Veon Bell to be here. If Le'Veon Bell's not going to be here, then the next best thing to help the team is him to tell you when he will be here so you could prepare for it. But he didn't do that. I've said all along, Lev, if you want to hold out, hold out. I supported his right to not be at training camp last year. I supported his right to turn down the Steelers' contract offer, knowing full well that he was going to make more in the open market next year anyhow. I supported his fact not be, his idea to not be at training camp this year, his right to not be at training camp this year. But along the way, he's done things that make you want to smack him upside the head. Things like going on social media and sending conflicting messages. It'll be just like last year, except I might not show up till later. That's kind of a mixed message there. Uh, One sentence, yeah, I'll be there. Next sentence, maybe not. Now, he tells Jeremy Fowler at the end of last year, "Uh, maybe I'll retire. He asks for the ball more. He's done some things that make me say, Lev, I want to sympathize with you, but now I can't. And this is the coup de grace right here, to use a Craig Wolfleyism. This, if you're a Steelers fan, makes you hate that guy. If you're a Steelers teammate like Marquise Pouncey, it makes you want to punch him in the face. So even though I understand where he's coming from on a financial standpoint here, I can't wrap my head around not telling my brothers what's up. If I had a contract dispute here, and I hate when people do this, but I'll do it anyway because it's my radio show. If I had a contract dispute here and I was trying to stick it to iHeartMedia, and I wasn't going to be there for a couple of weeks. I'd tell Tom and Brian, hey, don't expect me walking through the door. Why? Because I care about these guys. 
And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to put on a good show. The Steelers are trying to win the Super Bowl. It can be about you and also about the team at the same time. That's the difference. Everyone's calling Le'Veon Bell selfish, and he is being selfish in this circumstance. Wanting the most money is selfish, but not in a negative sense. Wanting the most money is what all of us would do in the circumstance. This is different, though. You can still want the money. You can still sit out so that you preserve your health and at the same time tell your teammates, yo, I'm here for you in week 10. I'll be there. Don't worry about the questions for the next 10 weeks. When will I show up? When won't I show up? I'll be there after week 10, and then we'll go win the damn Super Bowl. Let's go to Mike, first up on the Crowley Show today. Mike, I lost you. That's okay. 412-922-2874 is the number to get involved if you want to chime in on the Lev Bell conversation. Okay, we actually do have Mike. Mike, first up on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? Question, buddy. The Steelers start out two and seven. Le'Veon Bell wants to come back. What do you do as a player? You got to be pissed off. You're furious. Mar- oh my God. Marquise Pouncey is furious now. In his own words, he's quote pissed off. If you go two and seven, he wants to come back. What do you do? It's a great question. Him. It's a great question, and I think I'll leave Mike. You with that, my friend. Later. Yeah, appreciate the call. I think the Steelers aren't winning the division now. I said at the beginning of this whole process, going into training camp, that the Steelers were going to lose a couple more games than they did last year. They were kind of a fraud 13-3. and I know it sounds ridiculous, and if you're a Cleveland fan, you're thinking, what do you mean fraud 13-3? and 13-3 and is 13-3. and No, it's not. Look at what the Eagles did. They dominated sons of bitches to 13-3. and The Steelers were kicking last-second field goals and had furious comebacks against the terrible Colts. So I thought they were going to take a step back anyhow and be 11-5 and or 10-6. and Still be good enough to win the division. Well, now, if you go from 11-5... and or 10 and 6 down to 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 I still think in a watered down AFC you can be there in the playoff hunt and make the playoffs I don't think you're winning this division I think Cincinnati's a 10 win football team I think Baltimore is going to hover around 8 or 9 wins The Steelers are going to be in a battle that they never thought that they'd be in because of this douchebag And to not show up is one thing but then to put your teammates in that position where they're having an answer for it Man Selfish now does apply to Le'Veon Bell in a negative context. I've always said selfish does not always have to be negative. Well, in this case, it is because he could have protected his teammates while trying to make that cash money. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. At 440, I'll tell you why I don't think James Conner can shoulder this load. But before that, we got Ray Fittipaldo next. He was in the Steelers' locker room. Might still be there now digesting all this. The Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, he went okay, to the well, bottom. I give up, man. If you're not going to be honest about it, I give. Sean, my nipple looks on. like my Bye-bye. nipple looks like my cat, like a like my cat's nipple. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. <laughs> Here's Steelers guard Ramon Foster on Le'Veon Bell, just now from the Steelers locker room. Quote, he's making seven times as much as I make, twice as much as Al Villanueva's making, and we're the guys who do it for him. Dave DeCastro said, don't show up at all then. Jeremy Fowler had a source 
and according to his Twitter account, said, Le'Veon really effed us here. We bring in Ray Fittipaldo now from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who has spent some time, of course, in the Steelers' locker room. Uh, Ray, wow, uh, it is contentious back at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, no? Yeah, quite a, quite an afternoon down there, and you can sort of see this building, Adam, over the last couple of days. I, I think they were all um, saying the right things Monday. They, they made it clear that they, they still wanted the best for Le'Veon, but as soon as um, it became clear that James Conner was going to start this game and, and Le'Veon Bell had no intentions of being here this week. Uh, they turned on him pretty quickly. I think the players were willing to say, okay, if he doesn't show up, it's because he wants to make more money, and maybe we can get behind that a little bit because it's the CBA, and this is my union member, and this is a guy that we've shared the huddle with. But since he didn't let the Steelers know, since he didn't let his teammates know, I get the sense that that's what maybe peeves them off more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And Adam, what's, what's the end game? Um, the franchise tag is locked in. He, he's going to make fourteen and a half million dollars this year if he doesn't, um, you know, if he signs his tender. They're, they cannot renegotiate again until after the season. So, um, by him playing hardball like this and not showing up, I just I, I don't understand the end game. And I I know people have been speculating. It's about his health. It's about um, preserving the touches and, and, you know, being healthy for free agency in March. I get that, but there's no telling in football when you can get injured. You can get injured week one, week 10, week 17. If he's going to get injured, I, yeah, I guess I suppose the math says it could happen. You know, it's less likely, likely to happen if he sits out for 10 weeks, but you can get hurt any time in football. That's why it's a brutal game and, you know, that's why these guys want to get their money when they can get their money. And that's why it's so surprising that he's, he's leaving all this money, um, it looks like, on the table. Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Ray, the thing that bothers me most, if I'm the Steelers, as I mentioned, is him not telling them what his plans are. And the Steelers are trying so desperately to get away from the distractions. But it's impossible now because we don't know when Lev's going to show up. So next week... All these players are going to get asked about Bell again. In the next week, they're going to get asked about Bell again. It's almost impossible for this not to be a season-long type distraction, is it not? Uh, I would agree with you, Adam, and I think the Steelers knew what they were getting into when they decided to tag him again. I'm not saying they knew this was going to be the outcome, but they knew the guy didn't show up for a walkthrough the night before a playoff game. Excuse me, the day before a playoff game. Um, they knew he's, he's, you know, done some other things in the past. They're the ones who wanted to tag him again. And it might have made good business sense, um, thinking they can get one more year out of him in, in his prime. But they had to know, it, on some level, they had to know that this might be a possibility. And I don't know if they should be all that surprised that this is really taking place. Ray Fittipaldo joining us here on the Crowley Show. Can James Conner shoulder the load? What will the plan be? Is he the feature back, or do the Steelers try to save him some tread and go with the stable of backs they do have? Well, he's been the number one back all summer, and they've used him as such. I would expect that James Conner is going to get the the bulk of the workload on Sunday. I could see Stephen Ridley maybe getting four or five carries. 
I'm not even sure if Jalen Samuels will be up. He may be up. Um, but I would expect James Conner to, to get the workload. And, you know, it may not may or may not be a lot of carries. Last year, Le'Veon only got 10 carries because they, they thought they could throw against the Browns um, with ease. It didn't turn out that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I think James Conner is the guy, and um, the coaches and the players are confident in him. And, you know, now all he has to do is go out there and, and be a productive football player, and everyone will be happy. My worry isn't that James Conner's not good enough, because I think he is. My worry is, can he stay healthy? I mean, he didn't in college. Of course, he had cancer. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. But last year, he was injured as well. I worry about him being able to shoulder the workload. And then after him, you're looking at Ridley, who, yeah, I guess has done it before, and you're looking at Jalen Samuels. But I worry if something were to happen to James Conner, and I worry that something will. No, you make a good point. Uh, he was not healthy at all as a rookie. And uh, I think looking back, I think that's the reason they kept um, Stephen Ridley and Jalen Samuels on this football team. Um, and they added uh, Trey Edmonds today in the practice squad. Trey uh, had experience last year playing for the New Orleans Saints. So, um, yeah, it's not an ideal situation, but I do think as long as James Conner can stay healthy, it's not going to be Le'Veon Bell, but if you go back to D'Angelo Williams in 2015 and 2016, I think the Steelers can win games with him. Ray Fittipaldo joining us here on the Crowley Show. How has his pass blocking come along? Because now I start to worry, and maybe I'm overthinking things, but I start to worry about Ben Roethlisberger's safety. I think Connor's better at it than he was before, but Le'Veon Bell was damn good at it. Uh, Jalen Samuels can't do it. Stephen Ridley, okay, fine. Uh, I, I worry about Ben and his health a little bit. Yeah, I think he, he is better than he was as a rookie. Um, but, listen, there's been limited reps in practice, um, limited reps in games when you're going full speed. So is he better? Yeah, but, I, you know, i got to see it happen, um, you know, in a real game for me to really believe in him. And I think Steelers will probably have something in place Adam, where they'll maybe slide the protection or they won't ask him to do certain things that maybe undid just to be safe, just until, you know, they're sure that he can do it. But listen, he's going to be the feature back in this offense and they're not going to change a lot of things. He's going to have to prove that he can do it eventually. So, you know, why not throw him in there and throw him into the fire in game one and see what happens. As for the teammates, how, how does this affect them? I mean, again, I know that they're angry, but. It's week one now, and again, we're doing the distraction game. And I, you don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I thought that it hampered the Steelers last year, and now I think it'll hamper them, and they don't have their all-pro running back. It's certainly not a positive. How do you think it affects the team? You know, I think it can be a galvanizing force within that locker hmm. room. I think all that anger that you saw today, from the linemen, I think they're going to be more motivated to make sure James, James Conner has a great debut as a starter in this league. Um, and I think they're going to rally around each other. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to win. You know, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be rosy here for the next couple of weeks um, until the situation is resolved. Um, but I do think for game one, um, you know, I, I hate to go back to D'Angelo Williams references all the time, but. Back in 16, I think the opener was against the Redskins. I think he had a buck 43. He was really good. He was a big reason they won that game. 
they won the next week, and then they lost to the Eagles. So I think early in the season, I think you'll see a little bit of a bump, you know, an enthusiastic bump because they're motivated um, and, and they want to do well for James Conner. But I, I do think eventually, you know, this team was counting on Le'Veon Bell, and I don't think, I, I don't think this team's going to win 13 games if Le'Veon Bell um, doesn't get here soon. Couldn't agree more, and I'm starting to worry about the Cleveland Browns a little bit if I'm Joe Schmo Steelers fan out there. How much better is Cleveland than what they've been? I know there's this hard knocks bump where people think that they're this really good football team and they're betting on them to go to the AFC Championship game. I won't go that far, but I do think that they're definitely better than they have been the last couple of years. Nah, they're better, and you know the Todd Haley element's going to be a part of this game, sort of a chess match about, you know, you think I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do that. I mean, it's there's a lot of guessing that's going to be going on early in this game until, you know, each side can get a feel for, for what, you know, the other is going to do here. Um, listen, Miles Garrett didn't play in that opener last year. Steelers still had a problem winning that game. Now you got all the distractions, the Le'Veon Bell situation. Um, I'm expecting a close game. I still think the Steelers have the talent to win. Um, you know, Josh Gordon is going to be limited in his reps, so he's not going to be full go. So, there are some things that are in the Steelers' favor in this game, Adam, but um, I'm not picking the Steelers in the blowout, that's for sure. What's your prognosis for the season, Ray? Because we're not going to get a chance to talk before the season starts, and I know you'll be giving predictions at some point, but uh, I thought that they were an 11- or 10-win team before all this Le'Veon Bell nonsense. I, I thought they weren't quite as good as 13-3 and would indicate last year. Now I think it's closer to the 10-win, maybe 9-wins I might even go without Le'Veon Bell for perhaps the first 10 weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. I was, I was right at 10, even with Le'Veon there. Now, gosh, who knows? I mean, um, you know who the happiest organization in football is right now? It's the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, they think, hey, they might have a shot at this division now if, if Bell, you know, really does commit to, to sitting out 10 weeks. So if Le'Veon Bell's not here for 10 weeks, Adam, I'm thinking this is more like an – Eight or nine win teams. Um, they could prove me wrong, but um, you know, if he, if he takes this deep into November here, or whatever that date is, um, I don't think there's any doubt this is good. It's going to affect this football team. Ray, really appreciate the time as always, man. I know it's busy right now, so thanks very much, and we'll do it again soon. All right, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Here's a tweet from Ryan Scarpino, who used to work in PR for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He says, if there was ever a reason when the Steelers needed to just go about their business, it was this one. Six weeks in, their star wide receiver showed up to training camp in a helicopter and later called a Hall of Fame reporter a clown, and their star running back still hasn't shown up. I don't know what people want Tomlin to do, though. And maybe this is a take for tomorrow because there's so much to get to on Le'Veon Bell today, but everyone wants to blame Mike Tomlin for the distractions. There ain't nothing that any coach in the league can do about what's going on right now. Now, maybe Bill Belichick says, okay, we don't need you. But I don't think the Steelers want to rescind the tag because if they do that, then Le'Veon Bell winds up going somewhere else, maybe New England. He turns into James Harrison, except, you know, good at football. He turns into LeGarrette Blunt, like... When he won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago after the Steelers cut him following that game against the Titans, there's also talk that maybe the Steelers could see the tag get accepted by Le'Veon after they've worked out a trade. Do you really think the Steelers are going to give Le'Veon what he wants right now? Art Rooney II and the Roonies in general are undefeated in contract negotiations. 
They are not going to budge. So if Le'Veon Bell's endgame here isn't just trying to stay healthy, but trying to get the Steelers to trade him, to sign and trade him a la the NBA, that ain't happening, partner. Listen to those guys in the locker room. Listen to Pouncey. Listen to DeCastro. Listen to Ramon. Those guys are furious. The organization's got to be furious. Kevin Colbert already said the Steelers are disappointed. He ain't going to get what he wants here from that standpoint. It's not going to happen. One side note before we dive back into this. There's an inside joke that we have here in the studio when a caller, a guest, anybody says they agree with my opinion or good question or (laughs) puffs me up at all. I always give a fist pump and... A fist bump, a little dance. Yeah. Yeah, you get excited. I get excited. Great question, Crowley. Yeah, I'm in the background fist pumping. Mm -hmm. Well, during that segment, I got excited because Ray Fittipaldo said that's a great point, and I punched the microphone, and now my knuckle's bleeding. I think it was because he had given you like three compliments almost in a row. Great question. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you were so worked up at that point. I think you were willing to punch anything. I didn't mean to punch the microphone. You're bleeding, dude. You brought me a a Band-Aid. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate I care that. about you, buddy. Coming up next, Le'Veon Bell doesn't care about the Steelers. Usually when somebody says they care about you, say, I care about you too, buddy. I care about you too. Thank you. Hey, Brian, I care about you. Thank you, Tom. Crowley, I care about you too. I hope your knuckle feels better. I care about you, Tom. Everybody, I care about you. Everybody Tom. feel the love. This is how a team works, Lev. Right here. You show up and you love each other. Coming up next, can James Conner shoulder the load? I don't think so. It's a Crowley show. Sally Wigan likes him, and so should you. Adam, I think I think having millennials on the radio is awesome. I don't hate you. God. Adam Crowley. My dogs listen to you when I walk out the door. <laughs> on ESPN Pittsburgh. Can James Conner shoulder the load as the bell cow back? I don't think so. I'll tell you why. In a moment, let's go to Thomas next up on the Crowley Show. Hey, man. How you doing? Quick question. And you're, you're a media guy, so you can probably answer it. The national media, their perception of the Steelers is so misconstrued. I was just watching ESPN, and they were saying that, well, you know, the Steelers have always been cheap, and they don't pay their players. I think the Steelers for the last decade have had the, one of the highest payrolls. Or I hear how the Steelers' locker room has always been fractured and it's not a good locker room. How does this get? How does this misinformation get to be a consensus across the national media you think about when it comes to the Steelers? Well, two different things there, Thomas, and thanks for the call. The first thing is, yeah, the Steelers aren't cheap. They spend the cap every single year, and if you're good, they'll keep you around, or at least they'll give it a shot. And they did with Le'Veon. They offered him $70 million, $33 million guaranteed, if you believe the reports out there. I do. They were made by credible people. The second part of that is, do the Steelers have a fractured locker room? Marquise Pouncey just laid up a can of whoop-ass on Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown was flipping Gatorade coolers last year. Ben Roethlisberger apologized for the National Anthem controversy. And then Alejandro Villalueva came out and said he didn't need to apologize for it. Ben said he doesn't have it anymore. Ben basically forced the offensive coordinator out of Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I'd say that there's some fire to that smoke. I would say that maybe the locker room is not great. I'd say maybe the leadership is lacking a tad. Now, that being said, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do because you want Le'Veon Bell around. He's one of the best in the league. You can't sit Antonio Brown when he's filming the locker room. 
after the AFC Divisional Round playoff game against the Chiefs because if you do, you're getting beat by the Patriots by even more. We saw what happened to the Patriots last year when they set Malcolm Brown, or pardon me, Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. What happens then? Well, then you lose, and then you get ripped for that. So I don't know what the Steelers can do from management on down to make this problem not happen, but to say that they don't have a fractured locker room can only be said by somebody who's looking at this circumstance through black and gold colored glasses. Can James Conner shoulder the load? That's the question. Let's let's just put Le'Veon to the side for a second here. Just for a second. We're not we're not gonna have to put him aside for the rest of the season because this will be a talking point, I'm sure, every single day throughout the year on the Crowley Show. But can James Conner be the guy? Can he be the bell cow? There are a couple of schools of thought. I think most people think he can. I don't because he's been injury-prone throughout his collegiate and NFL career. He's looked good when he's on the field. He's not on the field enough. He could have been a Heisman Trophy candidate at Pitt had he not got hurt and not gotten cancer. Now, cancer, that doesn't mean you're injury-prone. Hurting the knee, hurting the shoulder, and then doing it again your rookie season, to me that does mean that you're injury-prone. To me, that does mean that you lack the durability to be the bell cow back. So it's not about James Conner being good enough. It's about James Conner staying healthy enough. I don't think he can. Last year, he misses rookie minicamp. Last year, he misses OTAs. Last year, he misses minicamp, and he's not there for the first couple weeks of training camp. Then he comes back into the regular season gets hurt there. I don't believe he can do it from a physical stay-on-the-field standpoint, which means Jalen Samuels gets forced into action. He's a rookie. Now, rookies can have success. But it sure as hell is unproven. It's Steven Ridley, who I think can run the ball very effectively, but he's 29 years old and has been bounced around from team to team for a reason, too. I worry about the Steelers running back by committee because there's not a lot of experience there, and the experience is older. And the guy who's supposed to be the guy gets hurt all the time. 412-922-2874. The other thing I hear all the time is that the Eagles... We're in the Super Bowl last year with running back by committee. And the Patriots were in the Super Bowl last year using a running back by committee. People talk about what's happened in New Orleans with their running back by committee. What's gone on in Minnesota. I think the Steelers are different than most, if not all, of those instances. The Patriots, it doesn't matter who they have, they're going to win. They had Gronk. And they had Aaron Hernandez, and they beat the snot out of people, probably poor phrase there, by attacking down the seam with two tight ends. When they had Corey Dillon, they handed the ball off between the tackles. They've thrown the ball deep when they've got guys like Randy Moss. They will attack you with miniature white wide receivers in the slot if they have those guys. At the running back position, if they don't have a bell cow, they will go running back by committee. You know why it all works? Because Bill Belichick's smarter than everyone, and Tom Brady's better than any quarterback in the game. Maybe better than any quarterback we've ever seen. So I throw them out. They're not a legit comparison. So you look at the Eagles. Well, they did it with running back by committee. Why can't the Steelers? Well, they did it by, with proven running backs. LeGarrette Blunt was the bell cow back in New England. He was a starter in this league. And then they took him a starter and put him in a rotation. With who? Oh, yeah, with Jay Ajayi, who burst onto the scene as a starting running back for the Miami Dolphins the year before. They had two starters that they were using as their running back by committee. 
That's different than what the Steelers got. The Steelers have an old burnout starter in Steven Ridley. They have a guy who's never played in the league before in Jalen Samuels, and they have a guy who gets hurt all the time in James Conner. Those don't sound similar to me other than you just wanting to use the phrase, and I've used it too much during this segment, running back by committee. It's not the same. You know what scares me the most, though? Ben Roethlisberger's health. I spent way too long on yesterday's show talking about Landry Jones being cut and Josh Dobbs being the backup quarterback and not thinking that I've got a lot of faith in Josh Dobbs. Well, might we see Josh Dobbs a little bit sooner now because James Conner's not great in pass protection, Jalen Samuels never did it, and Steven Ridley's just blah? Yeah, that scares me. Is Ben Roethlisberger now going to take a beating? It's worse than that, though. Because in order to prevent Ben from taking the beating, Ray Fittipaldo in the last segment said, you're going to have to shift protections, slide protections. So you're changing up your entire game plan because you don't have faith in your running back by committee. That's the buzz phrase of the day, running back by committee. You're changing your entire scheme. You didn't have to change your entire scheme with Le'Veon Bell back there. Not in blocking, not in anything else, because he's on the field 90% of the time, running pass routes from the slot, running wheel routes out of the backfield, being utilized on the boundary, and being able to run the football. When you've got James Conner in the game, I think you're going to run the ball. If you've got Jalen Samuels in the game, I think you're going to throw the ball. Now, Connor can do some of the things Lev Bell did. They will try to move him around, but it's not going to be the same. I think eventually it'll be a tell what the Steelers are going to do based on the personnel. This is a lot worse than people think it is. This is a bigger deal than people want to admit. And I hate when radio hosts do that, when people say this, when people say that. I've had so many people on my Twitter account busting me up in my menchies saying, Crowley, James Conner can do it, Stephen Ridley can do it, Jalen Samuels can do it. Why? Because you think so? How about watching him? I think James Conner will do very well as long as he's healthy. I don't think he'll be healthy long. 412-922-2874. Tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley. The Steelers are starting where they left off last year. They are exactly in the same circumstance except Sands and All-Pro running back, and I'm supposed to think the season's going to go better? They're distracted again. I don't know if distraction hurts as bad as people make it out to, but one thing's for sure, it doesn't help. Bell's not here, and the Steelers were explaining him away the way they've had to explain away so many things recently. Antonio Brown took a video of the locker room after the AFC Divisional Round playoff game. Martavis Bryant said on social media that Juju wasn't drafted to replace him but Sammy Coates instead. Week three, they found themselves in the thick of the national anthem debate. Ben apologized. Villanueva said he didn't need to. They were distracted and fractured enough to lose a game that they shouldn't have lost against a bad Chicago Bears team. A disgruntled Antonio Brown flipped a Gatorade cooler the next week against the Baltimore Ravens. That led to a lot of questions about his leadership and the state of the locker room as a whole. Ben Roethlisberger said after the Jacksonville loss, maybe this Cowboy doesn't have it anymore. That led to many of the same questions. Martavis Bryant then requested a trade. Mike Tomlin looked ahead to New England. Ryan Shazier got hurt, which wasn't anybody's fault, but that was a distraction. Le'Veon Bell said that he might retire. He skipped a workout, and then Mike Mitchell looked ahead to the New England Patriots. I think I hit on just about everything there. That was the Steelers' season in a time capsule. And now this year started with not talking about the Cleveland Browns, 
Not talking about this football team's defense and what they need to do to improve. No. We're talking again about Le'Veon Bell. We're talking again about a distraction. Why would I think that this year is going to end any differently than last year's did? And last year ended with the Steelers not winning a championship. Your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell? Can James Conner be the guy? 412-922-2874. Coming up next, Terry Bradshaw. He spit on the Steelers. He poured salt into this wound. He kicked them when they're down. He added insult to injury. We'll play what he said. I agree with some. Other stuff, eh, not so much. It's a Crowley Show.